0: of the top 23 volume days ever in Newmont trading shares, four four of them are this month in November, 2023. Something huge is going on with this stock. Well, hello there, my friends, Rafi here from The End Game Investor with this week's Silver Report for Arcadia Economics. I haven't seen you guys in two weeks and back from Thanksgiving break, and we've got some exciting stuff to talk about. The gold and silver markets are waking up from their dusty drawers or whatever you call it when it's boring and depressing to something more exciting. There is some truly crazy stuff happening specifically with Newmont mining, the biggest gold miner in the world. And I believe it signals a capitulation in the gold and silver mining stocks sector. And these numbers are really off the wall. They will probably shock you as they shocked me. I was I was three weeks late in finding them, but you know, better late than later. As silver is breaking out of its stupor, Holdings in the SLV ETF have hit a new post-silver squeeze low, meaning that the retail traders are not participating in this rally. This is the big boys. These are the big position holders. The institutional money that's moving in, retail has yet to move in. And when they do, silver will move even higher, probably. One chart to show from the great John Rubino. Uh, of gold price action versus interest rates when the cutting cycle begins. That is when gold explodes and by extension silver as well. And why we are almost there should begin around March, maybe even earlier, January, February, March, something like that. And there have been some arguments made about the reverse repos, why it doesn't matter if they reach zero. And I will reiterate another reason why it definitely does matter when they reach zero, having to do with treasury bills and an article written by the New York Fed or published by the New York Fed itself. We're going to talk about a triangle formation in silver that goes back all the way to 1933. And let's move to this week's sponsor, which is for Tuna Silver Mines, symbol FSM. I have a very simple chart and compelling to show you right now, and we'll get on to this week's Silver Report. Fortuna Silver Mine, symbol FSM. Fortuna is a no-brainer for silver miners if you are into buying silver miners in preparation for a silver run to the moon, wherever the moon is. This is an all-time chart of Fortuna versus the SIL Silver Miners ETF. And it gives a very compelling reason why Fortuna is one of the leading silver miners. At least from this chart, it is very obvious. Going back to 2011 here on Y charts, uh, we see here that Fortuna has been outperforming the SIL Global Silver X Silver Miners ETF 59% since 2011 versus down 37% for SIL. So Fortuna has gained close to 60% while the SIL ETF. Averaging out all uh big silver miners has lost about 38%. So it's really no context. Fortuna continues to be, in my view, one of the better gold and silver miners out there. I do own it and I am biased. Do your own due diligence, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, here is the really crazy number that I actually reported on the Endgame Investor yesterday or two days ago, if you're watching this on Friday. Uh, this really uh, shocked me. I can't believe I missed this. Well, I can believe it. I don't look at every single number every day, uh, but this was a pretty big thing to miss. This happened on November 7th. The top chart is the price action of Newmont, the biggest gold miner in the world. We see here, we have a uh, a, a three year low here. I think it was $33, or something like that. We'll go into the table in the next slide, exactly. But you see here, a humongous, absolutely enormous spike to about 100 million shares of volume. This is daily volume, these are daily volume bars. This is the latest, I think, for November, what are we, 29th now, November 30th. Uh, so this bar up here goes up to about 100 million, I think it's 98 million, but let's just say 100 million shares traded. 100 million. Great, uh, let me get this down. One hundred million. Oh wait, I got a better idea. Instead of 100 million, How about I send you a hobo's dick cheese? As the stock went down to its low of about $33. This is capitulation volume if there ever is such a thing. And there is such a thing. Whoever was selling all these shares was getting out at the low. And I think that low is in, though I never knew anything for 100%. But this looks pretty big. Now, it's not just November 7th. Not just November 7th where this is happening. Something big is happening in Newmont. This is uh, an all-time chart of the top volume days, the days of the most trading volume in Newmont, going back to its founding in the 1970s. I think 1971 or 72 or 74, something like that. Uh, But you see, these are the top 23 slots, maybe 24. I didn't count them exactly, 23 or 24. And all the bold ones happen within the last month earliest of the bold, uh, October 26th, 2013. I apologize for the European style of date writing here, but that's just the standard in my Excel. Uh, you know, maybe it makes more sense, but let's not argue that point. So we have all the bold here. Four of the five bold are in November, 2023, this month. So uh, the of the top 23 volume days ever in Newmont trading shares, Four, <laughs> four of them are this month, in November 2023. Something huge is going on with this stock. And as you see here, the top trading day was November 7th, 2023, at 98,182,700 shares. That's a lot of fish. Now, as this is going on, as silver is breaking out, along with gold and gold and silver mining shares slv holdings have fallen to a new post silver squeeze low uh, and that is at what is this 13562.62 tons for november 29th 2023 uh and it's just below the low here in september of 2023 so that means there's really no interest in uh, slv in retail uh retail traders who use silver to gain dollars rather than buy silver themselves. Uh, This is showing that retail is not interested. So they have uh, a lot to push silver up. There's a lot of room for silver to go up when retail does join the market. And we know by low premiums these days that retail is just not interested in silver right now, which gives a lot of room for the rally that is already underway. Now, this chart is from John Rubino's Substack. You can find that at rubino.substack.com. I highly recommend it. He's a good guy. Uh, He shows this chart, which shows gold's price action when rate cutting cycles begin. The biggest gold rallies happen when the rate hiking cycle begins uh, and then gold tends to fall as uh, interest rates stay at or near zero. I don't think that is going to happen this time. I think as rates uh, stay near zero this time, gold is just going to keep going up and up and up along with silver because we'll be in an endgame scenario as the monetary system blows apart. But you can see here that the big gold rally from 2006 to 2012 uh, began as interest rates topped out in 2006, and really accelerated as interest rates were pushed towards zero. And we see here again, we are uh, when interest rates topped out in 2018, or early 2019 at 2%, and they were pushed down again towards zero, we had another gold rally to new all-time highs, and finally we are at the point where interest rates have maxed out it looks at 5.25 or 5.3 percent whatever that is and when they start cutting gold is going to go it's going to go uh, close to vertical as we'll be in a monetary crisis and silver will go even closer to vertical i don't know how high it will get but it's going to be pretty scary for dollar holders and when is this going to happen when is the rate cutting cycle going to begin well we have an article from the hill On November 14th, 2023, by Nick Robertson, Fed will cut interest rates deeply, this spring new estimate says. So it says here, the Federal Reserve is likely to make significant cuts to interest rates next year, beginning as early as March, according to a new estimate from UBS Investment Bank. I predict that the rates will go to zero once there is a repo crisis, when the reverse repos run out. That's, again, the money that's left over at the Fed that couldn't make it into the banking system that is now heading into it as treasuries are bought up by money market funds. And let's talk about that for a minute. There's been some argument that it doesn't matter if reverse repos run out and everything should be fine because reverse repos used to be at zero before, what was it, 2016? They were always almost always at zero and they were at zero from 2016. or 2017, whatever it was, from 2017 to 2021, and there were no problems, so why would there be a problem now? Uh, Let's read the article on why there will be a problem this time. This is from the New York Fed by Liberty Street Economics, published on the New York Fed website. Uh, Treasury bill supply and overnight reverse repo investment. Uh, We'll read the first paragraph and the conclusion, and then I'll explain where the problem is. Take up at the Federal Reserve's Overnight Reverse Repo Facility, ONRRP, increased from a few billion dollars in January 2021 to around $2.6 trillion at the end of December 2022. In this post, based on a recent staff report, we explain how the supply of U.S. Treasury bills, T-bills, affects the decision of money market mutual funds, MMFs, to uh, Mix Marshall, no, With MMA. To invest at the facility, we show that MMFs respond to a reduction in T-bill supply by increasing their take up at the ONRP, overnight reverse repo facility, helping to explain the increased overall take up. So basically, banks had all this extra cash from COVID money printing and they didn't have anywhere to put it. And money market funds can only invest in short term bills. Or reverse repos, they invested in reverse repos because there weren't enough short-term bills to invest in. So it says, summing up here, a shortage of T-bills reduces money market funds' investment options, pushing them to increase their investment at the ONRP facility. This happened in 2021 and 2022, when the Treasury significantly reduced its issuance of bills. The impact of the reduction in T-bill issuance was particularly significant because the size of the money market fund industry, and especially government money market funds, had increased substantially between 2015 and 2020 as a result of monetary policy tightening so we've known for a while that the funds that are buying treasury bills that are being issued at record amounts now because the government's debt is going through the wazoo or the roof or wherever the roof wazoo is now the question is who buys treasury bills once there are no more reverse repo funds to tap from to fund those treasury bill auctions well let's look at this table from sifma This shows the outstanding bills, notes, bonds, tips, floating rate note, and we have the totals here. So we have excluding intra-governmental debt, we have $26 trillion in marketable debt. So bills outstanding are 5.457 trillion, probably more now because this is only uh, up to October, 2023, whereas we're at the end of November now. Uh, So from October, 2022 to October, 2023, We have gone up close to $2 trillion in outstanding bills. The point here is who is going to fund all these outstanding bills? It has to keep cycling through and through and through as they come to maturity because they only mature up to one year. And money market funds can only invest in these or reverse repos. So what happens when there are no more reverse repos to fund all the treasury bills? Well, since we're in a tightening cycle and there aren't any extra dollars besides what's left in the reverse repo facility, Uh, We could be in a crisis at an auction, at a bill auction that might fail once there are no more reverse repos to fund these auctions. And that is when the Fed is going to have to move in and print more money so that auctions can be fulfilled. In an environment of loose monetary policy, then banks can make loans. And with those loans, they increase the money supply and you can bid on treasury bills with that. But now in a tight in a tight monetary policy environment where interest rates are above 5% and an environment where the federal government is spending like it never has before, it's got to load up those treasury bills and there will be no money to bid on them once the RP facility runs out. So there's been a triangle building in the silver market. This is Silver Futures uh, since 2020, since the low of March 2020. Uh, capped off by Silver Squeeze here in February 2021 at $30. That's the upper end of the triangle. This is the lower end uh, during the March 2020 lows, and it has been closing in and narrowing since then, and we are at near, right near an apex right now. But this triangle goes back much farther than this. Let's go to the next chart. This is since 2002, and though this is not a perfect chart and technicals are never 100% perfect, it is kind of voodoo-ish. Uh, We have a triangle that has been established since the lows in silver at the end of 2001. I think this is like $2.50 or maybe $3 something like that. Uh, And this triangle has been loosely uh, moving up since then. And we have a little icicle here when it broke through the lows in March 2020. But it is reestablished here with a tangency in August, September of 2022. And we see the clear Uh, downtrend in the triangle since the tops at 50 in May 2011 and we are narrowing down in a very similar looking triangle but it goes even further than that. This triangle you could draw all the way back and it's not as clean it's not as perfect but it is still there all the way back to 1933 when silver was just 25 cents an ounce and this is a logarithmic chart but it is still uh, there basically from 1933 at 25 cents all the way up to now uh, and here is the low in 2000, 2001 at $2 and maybe 75 cents, whatever that is. And we see here the downtrend established the 2011 highs at 50 and moving down to where we are now. So this is a massive triangle. That is um, arguably 90 years in the making and when it breaks out, it's going to break out spectacularly and that is going to be when the rate cutting cycle begins at the next monetary crisis when the reverse repos run out. This is my theory and I could be wrong about it all, but in case I'm right, you might want to have some silver now. This is Rafi of the Endgame Investor with this week's Silver Report for Arcadia Economics. There's a lot of ways you can follow me. You can check out my Substack at endgameinvestor.substack.com. You can sign up for a two-week free trial of the Endgame Investor at the link in the description below. or And you can help out Kristen Yar by doing so. Or you can become a patron on Patreon, where I talk about monetary policy and economics from a religious perspective. This is Rafi of the Endgame Investor with this week's Silver Report for Arcadia Economics. I'll see you guys next week. We don't negotiate with terrorists. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, are you insane? I think I could have done that better.